Guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. It's shady. It's us. We're back. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where's he going to go with this? Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Jacob, here with Evan. And today we got a special guest filling in for Mark Steinbrenner. We got Who is that Pokemon? <laughs> Marshall Mattis. Hey, what's going on, boys? Glad to be here. Thanks for filling in. So got another fun guest this week, a new, new guest host for the Gems of History podcast. Thank you all for joining us again for another episode. We're back after our little week off. Uh, Mark and I both had a, a wedding to attend, so we were a little busy with that. Evan was chilling. Yeah, they wouldn't let me do a solo episode for whatever reason. <laughs> I mean, you are hosting, so I guess you could have just ran with it. Could have just went with yeah. Wisconsin, yeah. Just getting an email from Evan, just like, hey, I just decided to do this one on my own, so here yeah. you go. I would have just had Zuki down here, just, just bark, like kind of talking. Barking in just, the background. Just right? an hour of you playing with your dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's ASMR. We need to think about <laughs> yeah, that, That's market. good content right She's there. She's licking the microphone and shit. <laughs> right. Bark. <laughs> no, her ass would probably just be chewing it. It's like, yes, the world is your chew toy dog. <laughs> Evan was telling me a fun story about how his walk went earlier with Zuki. Oh, yeah. She almost took out a uh, 75-year-old lady. Oh, no. So we were walking, and she, the older lady, has, like, a little puppy, too. And so we brought them together, say hi, whatever, you know, dog owner stuff. And when we're leaving, of course, it's my dog that's like, no, I want to keep on playing. So chase the dog around the lady, almost takes her out. Luckily, it doesn't fall, but I like I luckily like, pulled Zuki off like in time, but I didn't need that on my conscience. <laughs> <laughs> Did she say anything, the owner? No, she's like, oh, she's just an excited pup, so like, she clearly understood, mm. but oh, man, I can't imagine. Zuki's just in that hot girl summer momentum. <laughs> I do not need that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the uh, the video of the chick on the airlines that like got duct taped to the seat oh was that real yeah yeah <laughs> she tried like opening the door on the side of the plane while they're in the idea. air <laughs> well sometimes you just need some fresh air she was just she was in hot girl summer mode she's just like i am doing get it out of this I, thing if any any of you girls out there if you really want to like get your name out there for the summer really like embody that hot girl summer vibe just try and open the door on an airplane while you're thirty thousand feet in the air <laughs> just so nuts i can't imagine having that much like i need a gtfo right now seriously and then like all of the stewards and stewardesses just had to tackle her and tape her to a seat it's kind of crazy that they make it that accessible yeah too. it's like it's just a lever yeah if anyone really wanted to they could just they could you know yep. i was on a plane when i was flying back from I, I was either flying to colorado or back from arizona but one of the like covers on the the handle was down mm -hmm. i was like man someone could just walk over there pull that right now and we'd all be dead fun start <laughs> well um before we go on sorry um reminds me of the sunny episode where frank duct tapes <laughs> that kid to the to the chair because he thinks he's gonna drink all the beer on the plane <laughs> yep when they're trying to beat bogs yep mm. <laughs> oh crazy. my god but yes, is there I, a doctor in the house? Yes, <laughs> Mantis Toboggan. <laughs> I'm a pilot too. <laughs> yes, I hope you all have been doing well out there. Hope you didn't miss us too much on the week off. Maybe got some time to catch up on some old episodes, hopefully. So I hope you all doing well and ready for another fun episode. Evan is leading us this week, as I said. What up, what up? So it should be a good time. But before we get started with his good old topic... Marshall, are you ready for your first ever round of Gems of History trivia? I am. All right. Well, do, would you like to start us off? 
I mean, I, I guess I can. All right, cool. Okay. All right. So, um, I've been playing a lot of Breath of the Wild. Right. Nice. Okay. Nice. Nothing new. Nothing new. You know, <laughs> playing the bejesus out of it. So, I was looking into a little bit of Nintendo's history. So, here is your question for you guys today. <clears throat> Before the Japanese company Nintendo ever made video games, what product did they first produce? Was it A, radios, B, bicycles, C, playing cards, or D, baseball bats? I kind of want it to be baseball bats, but I'm not going to guess that. I kind of want it to be bicycles. <laughs> what was C? C was playing cards. You know what? That one kind of makes the most sense, so I'm going to go with playing cards. I'm just going to say bicycles because that's the most fun. Okay. Bikes! In 1889, Nintendo started wow. out as a playing card company. Yeah. Let's go. It makes the most sense, but it's not the most fun. <laughs> These 18- are the reasons why I get trivia questions right? wrong. <laughs> That'll teach you to be goofy. It's fine. Really? Yeah. Um, and then in the 60s, they made, like, toys and then electronic toys. So then the next step was, what else can we do? I would love to be in that pitch meeting, the person being like, you know what? Like, video games are kind of like having some steam. I just, I'm just picturing, like, one really stubborn old guy being like, but this company was built on playing cards. <laughs> <laughs> right. How are, how are we going to play Magic the Gathering it's, without it? <laughs> it's like that meme where it's the boardroom meeting and there's one guy at the end of the table, like, <laughs> head in his arm and he suggests something good and gets thrown out of the window. Exactly. It's like, no, we need to continue making bikes. Absolutely. All right, Ev, I'm going to take the next one if that's cool with you. Actually, no, I want to. All right. Then it's all yours. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Intimidation. You're in, you're in charge of this week, so. Yeah. Immediately, everyone pauses the episode, throws out their phone, throws <laughs> out their earphones. So here comes another episode about dogs. Uh, moose. Well, then everyone would tune in. Hey, I, be... I know that uh, that lore of Gems of History. I know the moose the lore. Mo- <laughs> the lore. We have our own like Wikipedia. Like, <laughs> the lore of Gems of History podcast. I can't imagine. They just go into like our David Starr basketball records as well. It's like For- they knew that they were going to be successful because they went undefeated in conference and uh, some of the eighth grade. You know what we should do is like every social media post that we do should like Photoshop a little moose somewhere in each picture and like hide it and it'll be like a little I spy thing. That would actually be incredible. I sounds like a lot of work though. So. And I don't know how to do it, but. I, I do know how to do it and I just. Don't want to. <laughs> Fair. You already do the. You're already on the ones and twos. Yeah. So if anyone out there wants to volunteer to Photoshop me, uh, moose into every single thing that we post, we cannot pay you. So we'll give you a high five whenever we see you. Yeah, I'll give them nucks. All right. Fair enough. So my trivia question today for y'all: In the 1820s, President John Quincy Adams approved an expedition to blank. Part of the plan was to meet the race of people living there and to conduct trade with them. So you need to guess the place where he approved. Was it A, the North Pole, B, the Galapagos Islands, C, the center of the earth, or D, Atlantis? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, not the options I was expecting. Yeah. What were you expecting? Like England. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the southwest of the U.S. Like, uh, right, just with... like the people in California. Let's try to open up a train. <laughs> it's Wait, like, nope. so you said center of the earth. Like That was C. So like drill to the center of the earth and find out the reptile men in the 
ground. That's correct. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to go ahead and go with the North Pole. Okay. I'm going to go with the Galapagos Islands. So, John Quincy oh, Adams no. actually approved an expedition oh, no. to the center of the I knew the it was going to be it. that. <laughs> I knew it. I should have said it. So, uh, the name is escaping me, but there was a former officer in the U.S. Army that was going around and giving lectures about the fact that the Earth was hollow. Oh, yeah. And essentially, the whole premise was the entrance to the center of the Earth was in the North Pole. And so, John Quincy Adams approved an expedition for this officer to take a group of men and probably a couple dogs to the center of the Earth. However, it never happened because it didn't get approved in time. And then Andrew Jackson came into office next and quickly put the kibosh on that. Yeah. Hollow Earth theory has been around for a long time. There's just like a race of people just in the middle of the Earth. But now science tells us now it's just magma. Yep. Yeah, Not, now science just tells us the Earth is flat. Yes, right. that is exactly. Mm-hmm. And the moon is hollow. Yeah, we never went to the moon. Well, the moon is cheese, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And has a guy Amore. What's up? That's Amore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot of weird-ass theories going around. Still oh, are. Haven't gotten past it. A sprinkle of a teaser. You're going to get one today. All right, good. Ooh. All right. So, I don't know why, but I was at work today, and I just decided to uh, research this subject for a little bit and kind of went down a rabbit hole but how many uncontacted tribes are there in the world today so these this is approximations Hmm. so a is 25 b 50 c 75 or d 100 plus it Hmm. can't be 100 plus i mean it's one of the options so is 25 25, 50, 75, or 100 okay. plus. And these are approximations. It's not exact numbers. You know, I'm going to go B. Okay. Wow, that's still just a lot considering mm. we have satellite imagery. I know there's probably a lot in the Amazon rainforest. Isn't that one of the big things? Because it's just so thick there. That it is. It's a thick forest. Two oh. Cs. Whoa. <laughs> I'm going to say C, 75. All right. So there are approximately 100 undiscovered tribes in the world today. No way, there really. Are uncontacted tribes. So sure. if they're uncontacted, how would we know how many there are? Because we can like get pictures of them, but we've never actually been able to like make physical contact with most of them because uh, there's stories of like there's tourists in a certain area of the forest and they run into people that mm. are like very primitive and then they'll go report it and people will be like oh we gotta go find out who these people are and then they can never find them again Hmm. so that sort of stuff will happen uh the most famous one is it's called i think it's north sentinel island over by india yeah the sentinelese is what they call them and that's the uh, island that's famous for the one missionary that went there from the u.s and ended up getting killed on the island so that got a little bit of notoriety yep. however many years ago that was but didn't he catch an arrow from like 50 oh yeah 75 yards out yeah like there's pictures of the people from that island and all of them just stand on the coastline whenever a ship comes close with their giant bows and stuff it's pretty crazy there's a really famous picture of after uh the tsunami and when was that 2004 mm-hmm the there's just a picture of a helicopter that was scouting out the island to see if like those people were okay 
and there's just like a guy running after the helicopter with a bow and arrow trying to shoot at it. Well, probably thinks it's like a big bird, yeah, like well, hella meat. Apparently, metal meat. <laughs> the, the reason that they're so hostile towards outsiders is apparently in I think it was like the eighteen or eighteen hundreds. Some person was like, "Oh, we got to go check out that island and like see what they're all about and see if we can help them." And they brought like a mother and a child back to the mainland. And the mother, like, immediately got sick and died because they have no immunities to anything. And then the child, like, was okay but got sent back and was probably still sick. Yeah, carrying the disease back. Yeah, so a number of people probably died off, and they're like, we're not talking anyone else off this island from now on. So I went down a whole little rabbit hole. (laughs) That's honestly insane, 100-plus tribes. Yeah, a, a lot of them are in the Amazon area. And a lot of them are like very small, so like a few people to sometimes even just one person that they've found. And sure, yeah, but one tribe uh, has Captain Jack Sparrow too. Yep. By the way, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Somehow we always find a way back to fights the Caribbean. Can't can't leave it out. Absolutely not. All right. Well, after that tangent, Evan. Now let's get to the main topic. All right. Well, before that, Marsh, did you want to share just anything like why you love, like just every guest that we've had on, we've asked, you know, why do you love history? Do you like history? Are you man history? Are you just doing this because you're like one of our best buds? <laughs> um, a little bit of both. I like the conspiracy stuff, but nice. um, I don't know. I really like what you guys are doing and I don't know. I weaseled my way in here. So, so, so what is <laughs> what is your favorite episode been so far, um, or like top three? Honestly, I love the uh, the gems of horror ones. Those okay. ones are really good. I know that's not a conspiracy. Well, I mean, kind of, but that first one was really good. I really like. Yeah, that. I like that one a lot too. I think that's uh, where we put up a poll on Instagram and Twitter. That's the one that won. Yeah, like by far. Someone it's... wrote in doggy. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, I love getting the fans like interactive mm-hmm. with everything so that when people write stories in that we can read, it's super cool. Right. So, And also freaky. Yes. Just, just because they're like actual people that one of us knows. Yeah. It's, uh, spooky times. Good spooky times. times. Good times. times. Anyway, without any further ado, the topic today, boys, I mentioned before, it's a little conspiracy. I guess you picked a good episode yeah, to come right. on. Yeah. It's all about John Wilkes Booth Ooh. and the conspiracies that he was never actually killed at Garrett's barn after assassinating Lincoln. Huh. I like have snippets of information I think about this, but I might be thinking of something else. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you regale us with your tale. Yeah, I alluded it. Alluded to it a um, couple episodes back. I remember hearing that. Just kind of yeah. mentioned it. Like um, they couldn't identify the body or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, and I'll get into like more detail on that. But I found it super interesting. And also keep in mind, this is all complete speculation as all our conspiracy theory episodes are. None of this has been proven true, but that'll actually be for us to decide at the end. Is there any homosexual karate chaps in this one? <laughs> Not that I know of. <laughs> Um, actually, Abraham Lincoln did karate chop, uh, John Wilkes Booth's leg. That's why he was, uh, that's how he broke his leg. Actually. Oh, really? No, of I was going to say, that'd be amazing. Like, I thought that was when he jumped. Oh, yeah, duh. You're, you're, you're he did, yeah. Okay. It's way cooler if he karate chopped it. Yeah. Because Lincoln was a big wrestling guy, so who knows? Maybe he just like, 
Do you think Lincoln took top hat off when he wrestled? Like he's just like sure. He just has like a like neck strap old... on it. Like... <laughs> and that's when the helmet was. Sorry, the hat stays on, Sonny. Yeah. This just makes me think of the uh, Gus Johnson bit with um, him and Eddie Burbat. Yeah. With John Wilkes Booth yeah, sneezed. Yeah, sneezed. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Well, it's a free country. Yeah. Because of, of me. me. <laughs> <laughs> I have two things going for me. One, the top hat. Yes. We can agree cool. like that's yeah. pretty sick. Yep. And two, like ending slavery. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into it, my main source and only source really for this was uh, Brad Meltzer's book. Uh, it's called The Top 10 Greatest Conspiracies of All Time. If you remember, I also got the Spear of Destiny episode from the same book. Did you get the, the one you did for the first episode from this book, too? The Who Discovered Japan or whatever? Oh, Zufu. Yeah, was that from this book or no? No, that was a different book. Okay. That book had a lot more pictures. Okay, <laughs> so it was more fun. <laughs> it was, for me, yes. Yes. So a little background for, for y'all. I mean, I'm sure you're all very familiar with the story, but... Going to give you some background regardless, whether you like it or not. So You have to be very nonchalant about when the people get shot, like Mark was when he talked about JFK getting <laughs> killed. <laughs> so on this day, he got shot in the head, died. Just glossed right <laughs> yeah. over it. It's just the president, like, leader of the free world. Yeah. Just nah. Kicked the bucket and... that day. That's not yeah. what's important right now. Right. So Booth was an obsessive and fanatical supporter of the Confederate cause. And that fateful Friday at Ford Theater, he decided to exact revenge for his fallen traitor nation. So in 1865, again on a Friday, I believe it was Good Friday, but I didn't have time to look that up. I think it was Good Friday. It was not a Good Friday. It was actually a Red Friday. It's very bad Friday. Mm -hmm. John Wilkes Booth killed our 16th president with a single bullet from a 44 caliber Derringer pistol to the back of the head. Now, it's very interesting, like, listening to Brad Meltzer talk about why Ford's Theater was actually the perfect place for him to do this. So Booth actually premiered in the debut play at Ford Theater, and he was very familiar with the owner. They were really good friends. So he essentially knew the entire theater, like, in and out, like, the back of his hand. So essentially was, and he had plenty of friends, you know, with the staff and the actual play, and there was a play going on. so. Literally, all accounts of him getting to the theater, he just walked in the front door, talked with some people in the lobby, talked with the odor, said hello to like even people on the way to the hall, and just made his way to the presence balcony. And now, at the time, there was no Secret Service. There was essentially just one or two guards guarding Lincoln at the time. But the men that were supposed to be guarding Lincoln were actually out grabbing drinks with some friends. So Lincoln was completely unprotected during this. This is like so many parallels to the JFK story too, because like all of his yes. Secret Service like security guards that were on the detail for the his like car like parade, they all went out drinking the night before and were super we're hung over the day of. So, mm -hmm. huh? It's a bad day to be hung over. Yeah, it's not a, a not oh. a great day. <laughs> I can't imagine that day of work. Yeah. <laughs> Getting... One, it's like, let's just get through this. He's just going down the street, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> like the middle of Dallas, Texas, just so bright outside, like everyone's yelling, like yep. just the worst hangover scenario. <laughs> you had one job. <laughs> so Booth actually waited 
until the big laugh line in the play. And I have to share the actual like line in the play. That was apparently like <laughs> yes. the big laugh. And it goes, and I quote, Don't know the manners of good society, eh? Well, I guess I know enough to turn you inside out, old gal. You sock, do- you sock, dollagizing old man trap. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that one. I think. All right, now you have to say it in like an old English accent. Can I do it in like a New York one? Yeah, be- yeah sure. Don't know the manners of good society, eh? <laughs> That's Canadian. <laughs> I was like, where were you going with that? One? This is why I wanted you to do this. I you to see- know, I'm <laughs> ass <laughs> doing assets. Oh, that was brilliant. Uh, uh, well, what would it? What did well, be? I guess I know enough to turn you inside out, old gal. You sock dollagizing old man trap. Uh, can we get an urban dictionary on that <laughs> insult? Sock dollagizing or old man trap? <laughs> I have no idea old what that man is. Trap. I think the premise of the Womanizer joke. Womanizer or something? I think it's actually to a woman. So yeah. basically oh. saying like, oh, she a hoe. She <laughs> is a hoe. <laughs> that is the best. Oh, man. So during this big laugh. I mean, the crowd erupted in laughter for whatever reason. I'm sure at the time it just hit. He entered the room, and the noise of the laugh actually concealed the opening of the door. So then, like I mentioned, he shot Lincoln in the back of the head, fought off a officer that was actually with Lincoln in the booth. So it was uh, Lincoln, his wife, and then another couple. One of them was an officer. Fought him off. And after instantly becoming the nation's most wanted man, he jumped from the balcony said his infamous line of Six Semper Tyrannus and fled on horseback across Maryland and Virginia. I thought you were going to say his infamous line was White Boy Summer. <laughs> 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 so he actually had to go like through a door to get in there? Correct, I've, yeah. I've always been under the assumption that it was just like he walked upstairs and there was like a curtain mm-hmm. that was open and he didn't have to like open a door or anything. But It's also said that he previously, before this day, actually drilled a hole through the door, so like a little peephole, so he could see if there was a guard there or not. Oh. That's all speculation that hasn't really been proved. Yeah. Um, But yeah, he did have to open a door, so that's why he timed it out perfectly to this line, because he knew it would just conceal, like, the laughter of the play after someone was called a sock dollagizing old man trap. <laughs> like, yeah, he was, like, the perfect person to do this, because, like, you walk in, hey, hey, hey it's me. Right? It's like, an, oh, an John actor. booth. Right. I, I work you. Yeah, like even if he like didn't have the people, if he could just go through and just if there was guards, be like, oh, oh sorry. like sorry, I my I know the owner here, and I just wanted to see if I could maybe meet the president, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So, as of course history books say, Booth was shot twelve days later at Garrett's farm near Port Royal, Virginia. But we're gonna be talking about the conspiracy today. Heck yeah! Heck yeah! So you're going to be saying obviously a lot? Oh, obviously, specifically, <laughs> um, pretty much just those two. All right. So some, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Me during my entire Blue, Project Blue VM episode, obviously. <laughs> obviously, Booth was then contacted by aliens and beamed up to the mothership. That would make sense. So some believe today that. Okay, I, I... I was going to interrupt you anyways, because I saw like some really cool UFO videos and pictures today. There's a uh, one from the UK. Uh, I'd have to look up the name, which I'll do right now. But it's basically like this. 
I think it was a college kid took a picture of this glowing like it's got like three lights on the bottom and one light on top and it's just like floating in the horizon over the the bay uh it's the devon devon seafront ufo i think is what it's called like d-e-v-o-n it's in the uk but it's a pretty crazy looking picture and then there's another one uh called the jeremy corbell ufo video and it just shows like this black it's like it's like a thermal imaging from a, a plane or a radar or whatever it just shows like, this ball floating in the air and it's tracking it with like the crosshairs and then it just like blips out for a second blips back in and then blips out again and they're like oh there's a splash in the water and then it just disappears yeah i, I think i saw that. it's That's crazy it, it's the people of atlantis it might be but it's a uso not a ufo unidentified submerged object oh it's wet well, some of the sorry to keep tangent going on this, here. This but, is what we do um, here. <laughs> yeah. Some of those like I was on like a rabbit hole like binge of the like just a bunch of Reddit videos that I saw and just seeing these ships go one direction like pretty slow in the sky and then whoop, ninety degrees, yeah, double the speed. I don't know how you explain that. Yeah, the the one the college kid got it was just a picture, but he said it hovered for like ten seconds and then just shot off like mm-hmm. super quick. It's just crazy. It's nuts. Man. Somehow managed to get aliens yeah, into a John Wilkes Booth <laughs> episode. Honestly, we should just like publish bingo cards for our episodes. Like really Aliens, Pites of Caribbean, Mention Dog episode, Moose. Moose. The Office. The Office, yes. Quoting. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yes, Yu-Gi-Oh. All that good stuff. So Booth's relatives today actually really speak this into you know mainstream not mainstream media but are kind of the voice saying that booth actually lived for 40 more years after assassinating lincoln which is absolutely insane and like a huge bomb on u.s history if that actually happened so after booth shot lincoln booth along with david harold who was a friend and confederate sympathizer fled on horseback through maryland and into virginia actually covered 14 miles in two hours. Like, I'm not sure ho- how fast horses actually go, but that seems very fast for a horse carrying two dudes. Yeah. Or carrying a dude, but... Well, like 14 miles, you said? Yeah. In, in how long? Two hours. I guess that's yeah, not that crazy. Yeah, I can see it. Sounds He's probably booking, but... Yeah. One horsepower. Yeah. That's a, That's where we get it from. <laughs> Yes. Except one horsepower is not equivalent to what it actually is today. No. It's a little different. <laughs> not but... even close. Yeah. Mm. Is it like unicorn power now? I don't know. It's... I, I actually have no idea what the conversion is, <laughs> but I just know one horsepower is not equal to one horse. Sorry, I forgot we're not the gems of science slash, <laughs> <laughs> slash mechanical working objects. Moose. Moose. <laughs> it's one moose power. <laughs> one gaggle of ducks (laughs) (laughs) so on their way to virginia they actually stopped at a tavern to get supplies and weapons and it's here that booth boastfully proclaimed that he murdered the president so he was not like sly about this he literally just left a paper trail in a crowded bar on a friday night stormed in got supplies and proclaimed that he murdered the president like you think about on just, a broken leg. You think about just the uh, the incident itself. I mean, he could have just 
snuck through that doorway, took the shot, closed the door again, ran off without anyone even seeing him. But he yeah. decided to just jump into the crowd and yeah, yell. So yeah, why, why the heck would you jump down when you could have? It doesn't really the back. Yeah, it doesn't really seem like he was trying to hide the fact that it was him that did it. So right. no, all accounts say that he was a very like look at me. Well, I mean he was an actor, but he was very much like look at me, very self centered. There's actually a couple stories I'll get into about his uh, identities that he takes over, allegedly. Um, he did not try to hide that he killed the president. He told quite a few people. But that's like the the thing with like serial killers too. It's like the guy that jokingly says like, "Oh, I wonder who that guy is. Maybe it's me, huh?" <laughs> yeah. It's just like that's probably him. Right. <laughs> well, he's at the water cooler. Like, man, we really need to catch this guy. Yeah, what uh, a he's psychopath. right here. <laughs> But what I heard, I don't know if you're going to touch on this, is that he might, did he have a brother that was also an actor? And he was kind of like the number two guy. Yep, that so was he's Edwin a little bit, Booth. A little bit pissed about that, mm-hmm. that he wasn't getting the spotlight. Yeah, 100%. So, like I mentioned, Booth broke his leg when he jumped off from the balcony. That's just still so funny. It's like, did he do a flip? I'm so concerned, like. How did he actually stick the landing? <laughs> did like the full like arms out like Simone Biles on the floor mat? Yes, like sticks it. <laughs> everyone, <laughs> <suppose>. everyone claps. <laughs> Except his leg looks like Conor McGregor's. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Joe Rogan comes and interviews him. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever taken DMT? <laughs> As he's just like six separate tyrannus. Holding <laughs> his leg. So because he broke his leg. After he stopped at the tavern to just brag about shooting the president, he stopped at the home of Dr. Sam Mudd, who then set his leg. And this is where Booth apparently shaved his mustache and colored his hair. Which apparently is just all it takes to just not be recognized, apparently. What did he use to color his hair? They do not say. I'm assuming... Raccoon's blood? Oh, it. Sure. His name was like, Dr. Mud, so he probably just mud. used Mud. Yeah. Right. There you go. This is my signature stuff. Hey, what's right? up? My name's Dr. Mud. How do, what, what can I help you with? Need some I mud? I got plenty of it in the other I've room. I've this voice so many times playing D&D. <laughs> it's like my go-to like thug voice. <laughs> it's like thug, guy guarding. Bartender. Like, yes. Man, the, the range that that thug has. Holy cow. It's all over the place. But I mean, to that point that it's that's all it takes to like hide out. Um, when they were trying to catch Joseph Mengele in World War II, and this is still like the 1940s, uh, the all of like the major heads of the SS had to get uh, a tattoo to like prove that they were in the group. But he was like so vain about his appearance that he just, he refused to get the tattoo. So when they were looking for him, he actually like was going through one of the lines. And they were looking for the tattoo, and since he didn't have it, they're like, "Oh, it's not him," and they let him go. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I mean, that's all it takes is one little thing, and you can get off. Huh? Holy cow! Wow, I never knew that. It's crazy how much. Well, I mean, Superman just wears glasses, and then he's someone else. So. Hey. <laughs> oh yeah. And he just becomes Clark. Yeah. Like a guy named Clark. What's up? So after he shot the president, Booth was obviously on the run and had a. $100,000 price, which is equivalent to 1.3 mil in today's dollars on his head. Wow. I mean, he killed the president, so I guess that's shockingly just... low. You would think it'd yeah, be a little bit like, more. <laughs> maybe a few million. Yeah. 
mean, I guess we were probably pretty broke at the time. Yeah, Civil War. Just had a huge internal conflict. Right. So the two eventually arrived at Garrett's farm, where Booth is supposedly shot dead two nights after arriving. Now, I'm going to just kind of go into, like, the actual event of Booth dying. So 26 Union troops had the entire farm surrounded. Excuse me, the barn. So David Harold and uh, John Wilkes Booth were in the barn, kind of in the back of the farm. And 26 Union troops had them surrounded. Harold surrendered and walked out of the barn, just walked straight out, turned himself to the Union troops. But John Wilkes Booth refused. And I just interject. Did it say what color he dyed his hair to? Did it mention that? I'll Mud. get to that in just a second. Okay. Mud. Mud. <laughs> Mud. So with Booth staying in the barn, the soldiers set the back of the barn on fire, trying to draw him out. But a soldier actually spots Booth, so Booth like peeks out of a window, and fires a shot. This shot hit Booth in the back of the neck, and then subsequently the body was dragged out of the barn. It's a rough, rough spot to get hit. <laughs> right. But this is actually where things get a little interesting and conspiracy-y. Harold, as soon as they brought the body out, apparently asked a Union Army lieutenant, and I quote, Who was that man that was shot? The lieutenant replies, You know very well who it was. Harold then denied knowing the man, saying that the man's name was Boyd and not Booth. Meanwhile, the, like, the soldiers just ragging out like a full cow. It's just like, that is not him. <laughs> <laughs> Booth never had udders. I, I mean, I know he let himself go recently. He, but... he did dye his hair, but I don't think it was this black and white pattern you got going Yeah, I don't here. remember the sex change. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, animal sex, I don't know. Animals. <laughs> oh, man. So the three documented wit- there are three documented witnesses that say that the man killed in the barn had red hair and freckles. That's what I thought. Which is, yes, to answer your question before, apparently Booth did dye his hair red. So Booth was very much known for having this really, like, jet black hair. Yeah. And the man that they pulled out, allegedly, had red hair and freckles. And later, when they were doing the autopsy, uh, Booth's doctor, Dr. May, who we'll talk about a little bit more later as well, said that the body itself looked a lot older than the John Wilkes Booth that he knew. So we already have some building steps on is this actually John Wilkes Booth? When did the doctor see him? Do you know? Let me just fast forward to... I do not have exact dates, but I believe it was like two weeks okay. after. Yeah. We can... Well, it's just because... Uh, I don't know. There's a case that I was thinking about covering eventually, so I won't say like the name of it, but... Um, there was a, a case where there was an unidentified man and people were trying to figure out who he was and he didn't have any like identifying markers on his clothing or anything. And people didn't know who he was, so they tried to identify him, but they kept him on ice for a bit. And then they finally had people like come take photos of him and stuff like that. But by that time, he had already kind of like his skin started sagging mm-hmm. and everything, even though they kept him like in a cold area. And he looks like completely different than what people actually think that he would have looked like alive because they've done like facial reconstructions and stuff. And he looks completely different than all of the photos that you see of him. So it doesn't take very long for a body to look like a a completely different person. Especially not with like 
any sort of medical right exactly technology like, to keep him preserved around civil war right. time i mean you they could, were hacking off arms you could throw him in ago. an ice chest but it's not going to be it's still going to be like wet in there right. and like there's no way that it's going to look exactly how he would have so mm-hmm. yeah i just tried to look up the timeline and the book that i have i'm sure we could google it and it would tell us but um i believe it was roughly a week or two okay after John Wilkes Booth was shot. Right. So, I mean, that totally makes sense. Yeah. I mean, bodies, especially at this time, probably decay very fast. Yeah. And especially when they're shooting them with those round bullets, like those, In the back lead, the those lead balls, like yeah. those things just explode your body. Mm-hmm. So, in addition to the kind of what the conspiracy theorists say, some people believe that Booth actually left the barn two full days before the Union troops even got there at Garrett's farm. But with a ton of pressure breathing down his neck, at the time, the Secretary of War, Edwin Stanton, needed to have Booth dead. Whether it was the right person or not, this man needed to be dead. He just killed the President of the United States. This was his job to round him up. So essentially, the fact that he was even just still alive after all this time was very looked very bad on Edwin Stanton. And so a lot of people say... That's why he made the call so quickly to say this was John Wilkes Booth. Trying to brush it underneath the rug. Essentially, so yeah. That's what conspiracy theorists say. So I mean, we don't get Civil War Part Two, basically. Essentially, yeah. yeah. It wouldn't be that far-fetched because they've done that with plenty of serial killers in the past and they couldn't figure out who it was. They would just take the first person that looks good mm-hmm. and say it was them and then pin them for everything. So Exactly, and... Just kind of go off that the conspiracy theorists say that a actual lookalike whose name was Captain James W. Boyd, who had red hair, freckles, and apparently looked exactly like Booth, minus the Booth having that jet black hair, apparently looked extremely alike. They say that Secretary of War Edward Sen actually placed him at Garrett's farm to be that lookalike to say essentially that Booth was dead. So it was like a plant? Yeah. So, wait, sorry. Not like a... And I'll get into more detail about <laughs> Boyd and kind of how he fits in the situation in just a second. But, yeah, that's kind of answer that question. Couldn't they, like, have taken the the dead body, whichever one it was, felt his leg... Oh, yeah. Moved it around a little, like, mm, this doesn't feel, like, right. not broken. Like, this feels broken or not. Like Yeah, the dead body that? would still have a huge cast on. I mean, the leg or, was set, but he would still have something on it. Right, or like it might feel different if you try and pull on his leg or something. Exactly. I don't know. But then again, if it's the powers that be that are trying to say this is who it was, right? They're not so. really gonna. Right. They're not looking for the yeah. exact truth, unless it's like some third party coroner or something who's just looking to get information, mm-hmm. which they can just be paid off to. So right, who okay. knows? Yeah, I totally didn't even think about that. That's a great point. The fact that this is couple days after he broke his leg so that thing's tender dig up mm-hmm. the body that's what Look the, at the family wants to do today like yep in well in 20... 1994 they're oh, kind of so... jumping ahead a little bit but okay that is one of the things that they want to do wouldn't surprise me if someone could get that done but i doubt they'll do it at this point right so another kind of like big backing behind the fact that this wasn't booth at garrett's farm was that John P. Simonton, who was the judge advocate for the General War Department for 43 years in his career, 
He said, and I quote, I studied the evidence in this case and found no definite proof that John Wilkes Booth was ever captured. Now, you do have to take that for what it is because it says was ever captured and history says, no, he was shot in the neck. So there is kind of some discrepancy there. But at the same time, it's just another quote that people use to kind of prove this theory. That's a, that's what conspiracy relies on, though, is those little inconsistencies that they can pull on and right. say, well, this doesn't line up, so what does this mean for that? Right. So. But when I hear shot in the neck and, captur- like, and captured, like I feel like one leads to the other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Shot in the neck means you're captured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One in the same, essentially. Yeah. Maybe he just ran out of paper and he didn't have room to write and <laughs> shot in the neck. He's just <laughs> He's like really like squeezing at the bottom of the page like you do as a kid. Yeah. As a kid, I still do that now. <laughs> I, I try and center a title on a piece of paper. I can't do that. I don't know how big I can write, how small I can write. I can't imagine handwriting like more than a paragraph. Could you imagine writing cursive right now? Can you imagine doing a mad minute right now? No. Like one of those. Do you remember those? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think I would just be putting up. Mental box, <laughs> just sweating profusely. <laughs> Teacher, you're like snapping pencils because you're gripping them so hard. <laughs> right, six times six, seven times seven, eight times eight. <laughs> so going back into kind of who was this Captain James W. Boyd? Um, all records say that he was a Confederate soldier who was placed in the Sixth Tennessee Infantry, who was a Union prisoner of war was eventually directed to Washington, D.C. Now, what's interesting about this, he was actually a spy for the Union. And his main job was to inform the North, and specifically the Secretary of War, about Confederate smuggling operations in Tennessee. Now, all record of James W. Boyd actually disappears after February 15, 1865, which is two months before Lincoln's assassination. Exactly two months. Exactly, yeah. And again, like I mentioned, aside from the hair color and the freckles, James W. Boyd and John Wilkes Booth apparently look exactly alike. So that's just kind of one of the theories that Boyd was left there and kind of used as a almost, I don't even know how to phrase it. Scape, not scapegoat, but I mean. Like Santa was, was like, we need a body. He was, and dispens- the looks, he was dispensable. Enough. So yes. back up. Yes. Sorry, I don't know if you mentioned this. How did Boyd and Booth know each other how did they get in this position they that's where it kind of goes to where the, where this theory kind of goes to oh, okay crud they mm. didn't know each other but i mean for this scenario they wouldn't really need to know each other if they're just trying to put a scapegoat out sure. there to, sure. to mm-hmm. pin this crime on so exactly yep so now we're going to dive into booth's autopsy so booth's body was brought to the uss nantuck where 13 people were present for the autopsy and they were all connected to the War or Navy Department. So there weren't any real... There was one photographer as well, in addition to the 13 people uh, in the military. But there really wasn't anyone else. Um, there was only one photo that was taken of the body and was quickly given to the Secretary of War, Edwin Sand, that I mentioned before. And many believe has been purposely lost in the ages. Well, if Stanton's the one that's organizing the entire cover-up, I mean, it'd be pretty easy for him to get rid of all this evidence then. Exactly. At the time, like, oh, one picture. Rip. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that. Oops, up in the wind. Oh, rats. <laughs> all right, let me set up my camera for another 15 minutes. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Don't move. <laughs> <The> dead body. 
and also, Booth's family was never allowed to see the body. And there what? were actually some other captured conspirators that were also on the USS Nantuck. And they were never brought up to deck to identify the body. So essentially, no one that knew Booth was made available except for Dr. May, which I'll do a little bit, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, he was the only one that was brought to identify the body. Hmm. So like I mentioned, Dr. John Frederick May was summoned to identify the body, who, again, I mentioned earlier, he was Booth's doctor, did a surgery on him, I believe, a couple years ago. I'm not sure what the operation was, but I don't think that's truly important. And he said, and I quote, This body doesn't look anything like Booth. I don't recall Booth being freckled. I don't recall him being as old as this gentleman. However, due to a lot of pressure, again, that's, this is all according to the conspiracy theorists, due to a lot of pressure, Dr. May was going to be implicated in the assassination, and due to that immense pressure, he signed off that the body was in fact Booth. I mean, I can't, I, if this is how it went, can't really blame the guy <laughs> right i mean if they tell you that you're gonna destroy your entire livelihood because you may have helped someone do that headshot a president i'd probably just be like if you're gonna leave me alone i'll cut sign off on this right. too exactly <laughs> so now we're gonna jump into where john wilkes booth may have gone and possible aliases so there are actually three different kind of debated possibilities here one is that John Wilkes Booth adopted Boyd's identity and just kind of rode off into the sunset after Boyd was killed. Or that he became two individuals. One was John St. Helen or John B. Wilkes. Hmm. Not a very creative nickname no. on the second he one. He was so attached to the name John. Well, and judging by how arrogant he was about the fact that he did this, I feel like giving up his name is giving up the fact that he did what he did. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, just holding on to that bit he, of fame yeah. that he had. I was expecting you to say Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> right, just for the connections. <laughs> yeah. And a hundred years Harvey. later, yeah. he, sh- <laughs> he shot JFK. Wow, that's, that's impressive. Two, that's like two my, presidents. That's like my theory. Traveler, yeah. yeah, that's like my theory that Amelia Earhart was put on ice so that she could fly one of the planes into the Twin Towers oh on 9-11. But okay. She <laughs> flies like, like Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> she flies like well, this little biplane thing. How would she know what to do in a 747? No, take her off ice like a year before. <laughs> practice like practice in, in like some the private area. Practice throwing it. <laughs> driving into towers. <laughs> All right, figure it out. She's got the goggles on. In the the she's, scarf. In like, she's in like a flight simulator with like a leather helmet on. So first we'll dive into the John B. Wilkes story and persona. So conspiracy theorists say that Booth stole the identity of John B. Wilkes, who was an Indiana Englishman that he met years earlier. Oh, so this is a him. completely different guy. Completely different dude. I thought he just like took his name and was like... It's close enough. They only mm-hmm. had like 40 names back then. So. That's true. Right? There's so many people probably named like Ulysses. Yeah. yeah. After stealing that identity, Wilkes traveled to India, where he remained until his death in 1883. Now, one like little branching off conspiracy theory to this conspiracy theory. So now that- we're getting to like inception levels. India doesn't exist. 
Yes, it's a false country. <laughs> so others believe that this theory, under the alias of John B. Wilkes, Booth returned to the States in 1873, and that's where a photograph was taken of a man that looks identical to Booth. Again, this is all speculation. There's no way to identify, you know, is this John Wilkes Booth? Is this John B. Wilkes? That's going to throw me off so much for the rest that, of the time. That's I'm why I was about. like, I feel like this is just a made up name, but it's actually another person. Well, like you said, 1873. What's photography at in 1873? You know, very blurry. Oh, yeah. And like, you see two men around the same age. I mean, you could see, oh, they're maybe their cousins or. Bringing like, Amelia Earhart back into yeah. it. There was a picture that was like. A very grainy picture of people in, I think it was Japan or Thailand or something, on a dock. And there's a woman sitting at the end of the dock that looks more Caucasian. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, that's Amelia Earhart right, right there. And you zoom in on her face, and it's just like a blob. Yeah. How well, how are you going to say that's anyone? <laughs> even like nowadays, like walking down the street, you see somebody, oh, that's such and such. I know. Oh, no. Random person. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. doppelgangers. So in addition to this photo, there's actually a will that John B. Wilkes slash Booth wrote 18 years before he died. <clears throat> Excuse me. And in this will, there's multiple special bequests to the friends and family of John Wilkes Booth. So the first one was $25,000 to Ogarita Rosalie Wilkes, who was Booth's daughter via his wife Isola Mills Darcy Booth, and they were married in 1859. Oh, his wife had a cool name. That's such a Actually, mouthful. His, his daughter and his wife both had cool names. Mm -hmm. Zola? That's a sweet name. And Ogarita? They're cool names. I say Ogarita, but I'm sure it was probably just like a German woman or something. <laughs> <laughs> Another twenty-five grand to Mary Louise Turner, who was Booth's daughter via his mistress... Ella Turner. So we have just this random man who was an Indiana Englishman who moved to India writing a will to two daughters of John Wilkes Booth. And then a final $1,000 to a freed slave who was named Henry Johnson who was Booth's personal valet when he was an actor. Interesting. So again, the question really is, why would John B. Wilkes be giving so much money to the friends and family of John Wilkes Booth if it wasn't connected? So is this like a factual thing that they have? So this is also <laughs> just is. a theory. Okay. Because the will was never signed, and because it wasn't signed, there's obviously no real record of it being in any courthouse. Um, there's a picture of it. Okay, so but that's all speculation. And since there's no handwritten signature, there's no allowance for any handwriting comparisons to be done. And with that photograph that I mentioned, there's no way to authenticate the photograph of Wilkes. So there wasn't a picture of this John B. Wilkes. So this is kind of, again, just a theory. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But I did just very much think it was interesting that. Fifty grand to two of John Wilkes Booth's daughters, and then one thousand to the guy that did all the work for him. Right? Yeah, <laughs> his personal valet. Yeah. Was he loaded? Was Wilkes loaded? I mean, he 
premiered the Ford Theater, so I'd assume mm, he had a decent yeah, amount. Like, hey, that's quite a bit of money. So in the book, uh, the ten greatest, the top ten greatest conspiracy theories of all time, which was my source, Brad Meltzer compares John Wilkes Booth to Bradley Pitt, I believe, in terms of popularity. So, Bradley. Brad, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't think yeah, I've ever heard anyone call him Bradley, Bradley Pitt. I was gonna say Bradley Sir Cooper Bradley or Brad Pitt, <laughs> and I kind of just landed on both. Bradley. He Pitt. compares Wilkes Booth to Brad Pitt in okay. terms of popularity. So, so he's probably pretty well off, pr- pretty loaded. But again, like take that for what it is, because that's him writing two hundred years later. Yeah. About it, and like who's to actually know why? Because there there are other accounts saying that Wilkes Booth was actually a disgruntled actor he wasn't getting any work so, that's I mean, what i heard of, yeah exactly so we've kind of heard both sides of it so i mean again this is just conspiracy theory in case you haven't noticed <laughs> so next up we're going to dive into the second alias which is john saint helen at hmm. least he got like a little bit more creative i was gonna the, say with the saint helen yeah so this theory says that Booth arrived in Franklin County, Tennessee in 1872, where he eventually fell in love and married Louisa Payne. Apparently, Booth confessed to Louisa Payne that he would love her forever and also that he assassinated Lincoln. <laughs> hey, baby, I just want to let you know that I love you and I'm never going to let you go. Also, kill the president, so we're just going to get that it's out like of It's like him way. getting down on one knee and she's like, will you marry me? And also, I killed Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> and she's like, hmm? <laughs> no, just... Hmm? No, 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 the, look, look at the diamond. You see the ring? The diamond. Kill him! He's <laughs> <clears throat> like in the shower like, <laughs> killed Abraham Lincoln. She's like, huh? What? Hmm? What? what? Apparently, again, this just for my source, this did not bother her. But <laughs> Red when, flag. <laughs> but when she found out that she married a man that <laughs> wasn't using his real name, she oh. demanded to go back to the courthouse and get remarried using Booth's real name. I thought you were going to say when she found out she married a man. <laughs> I was like, well, hold on. <laughs> I thought your name was I know, Jane St. I know Helen. he's an actor, but let's let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> Pulls out his pants, just like nothing there. <laughs> just a just a Ken doll down there. So apparently, there's a document at Franklin County Courthouse in Tennessee that clearly, quote unquote, shows John Wilkes Booth's signature on February twenty fourth, eighteen seventy two, seven years after the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. See, I feel like that's more believable than the Will story, honestly. Totally. I mean, if there's an actual document, then that makes sense. I mean, there wasn't any pictures in the book of the document. I don't know why I brought that up, because it's not a picture <laughs> Not book, a picture book. But... <laughs> so the two, after they got married, they moved to Memphis. But however, Louisa Payne, who felt homesick, moved back to Franklin County. John Wilkes Booth slash St. Helen said he would come back, but never did. And now all this, like this specific theory of John St. Helen or John Wilkes Booth becoming John St. Helen comes from Juanita Keel, who was a living relative of Louisa Payne and was strictly told to not talk about this outside of the family. 
She came clean about it in the early 1900s. Kind of blew that one. Right? <laughs> because she thought that everyone was dead that could be actually impacted by this news. Oops. Not the fact that, like, if this is true, an entire country is just, like, <laughs> our history is a lie. Not yeah. going to impact anything. People won't even notice. I mean, Twitter wasn't around at the time. <laughs> like, seven people would have cared. <laughs> so, St. Helens slash Booth eventually moved to West Texas, where he met Finnis L. Bates, who was a lawyer in Granbury, Texas. On his deathbed, Booth slash St. Helen called for Bates and apparently told him the entire story of the assassination of President Lincoln. So did, did he and this Finnis guy have, like, a relationship together? They were friends, apparently. Oh, okay. So, yeah, sorry, I kind of glanced over that. They met, they... Essentially, just became. I buds. thought this was another like, like relationship relationship thing. This like, is where the gay karate. Chops <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this might be homosexual karate chop territory. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Finnis L. Bates is actually quoted saying, "No man would make a deathbed confession that serious if it were not true." Mm. However, Saint <laughs> Helen eventually recovered, left Texas. And then settled in Enid, or Enid, let's go with Enid, Oklahoma, and assumed the new alias of David E. George. It's just the worst. Like, you think you're going to die, and you're just like, I got to tell you something. I killed a president. And like three days later, you're just fine. You're like, oh, shit, I got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, man, they had a, me on a lot of morphine. I made all that shit up. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was tripping balls. I was high when I told you that. <laughs> Uh, Is that Ricky Bobby? Yep. You can be second, third, hell, even you fourth. fourth. <laughs> so the name David E. George is kind of interesting because two of Booth's conspirators were David Harold and George E. Atzerod. <laughs> Asgard? Yes, the prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> Got it. Evan's face when he looked at that name <laughs> was like he was looking at some, like, disgusting food dish <laughs> i just look like coach bud coaching. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the price of milk is how much <laughs> uh in 1903 finnis l bates who i mentioned was that lawyer that was friends with uh saint helen in friends. texas they were just doing karate chops in the garage <laughs> So that's what they're calling it these days. <laughs> we're, going, we're going through all in the... In those days, they call it karate, karate chops, chops to the garage. We're going through all of the Will Ferrell flicks right now. <laughs> uh, so Bates eventually saw an obituary of a man from Enid, Oklahoma, who had confessed to being John Wilkes Booth. The body was waiting to be claimed in the mortuary, so Bates traveled to Enid to identify the body, and sure enough, it was his old friend, John St. Helen. Mm. Allegedly. Allegedly. Obviously. So this man, David E. George, or John St. Helen, or John Wilkes Booth, whoever you want to call it, died of suicide after he drank arsenic. Now, the arsenic, coupled with the embalming fluids, actually mummified this body. So the mortuary gave the mummified body two baits because no one claimed it. Bates tried to sell the body and even offered it to Henry Ford for $1,000. Uh, 
but no one would buy it. So this guy traveled from West Texas to Oklahoma and to see this body, and they're like, yeah, you can have it. Like, no, no, I'm good. Like, no, for no, real, it's I, yours. Honestly, just take it. No, no, we insist. <laughs> they, like, push it on him out the door and then slam the door. But if... if they just slide on his horse and buggy <laughs> on his way back. Like, oh, fine. If keeper. he really didn't want it... You touched it last time. <laughs> <laughs> Why would his first... I guess he just wants to make a quick buck. Wouldn't his first thought be, hmm, maybe I should just bury it or something, I guess? No. Right. I gotta sell this, make a quick buck. I mean, if there's still a bounty out, I yeah, I but guess I guess so. the bounty probably would have been done by then Nullified. because they said they found who it was right. already. So yeah, and this is decades after the actual assassination. Wait, and, and imagine he comes forward <laughs> after the government's already said we had him. How embarrassing that would be for yeah. the the like upper echelons of the like w- like Department of Defense or whatever it's called back then. Just like you're a crackpot. Yeah, like, this is just the body. exactly who are you talking about right. Yeah. Sorry, we just heard the dog. Mizuki. Mizuki's like, <laughs> so he's like, y'all are talking about. Why did she say y'all? <laughs> she's well, she's actually dog. from Alabama. Oh, mm. that, it checks out. Yeah. Sweet home Alabama. So this mummy was actually eventually sold to a circus and toured the United States for 50 years. Come see the mummy. And the woman with a beard. (laughs) (laughs) But this mummy eventually vanished in the 1970s. Someone just like left it by a tree and they got out of town or what? They're like, this thing just smells a lot. We got to ditch it. It's really heavy. So sick of it. I just don't understand how you just lose a body. (laughs) It's just insane that potentially John Wilkes Booth's body was just displayed for 50 years after dying. Which, wow. if you think about the person himself, I mean, he was very self-centered. He had a flair for the dramatic. Oh, this would have been his dream. This for is real. his actual dream. Like, a lot of people say that this man drank the arsenic knowing that this would happen, huh. that, his bo- that his body would get mummified. Yeah. That's why he chose such a, I'm assuming, grisly death. I was going to say, that'd imagine. be a terrible way to die. Yeah. Right? So, essentially, he did this just to stay relevant. I mean, this was kind of his whole thing actors man yeah actors. man pretty narcissistic wow that's the word i was narcissistic for. yeah yes, i kept on saying self-centered oh, I mean, same thing yeah same thing tomato tomato so like we talked about a little bit today the booth family has taken steps to try and request dna testing of the spinal cord and cervical vertebrae of john wilkes booth or whoever was on the uss manituck that day when they did the autopsy, that are residing at the National Museum of Health and Medicine in Maryland. The DNA tested alongside Edwin Booth, who was John's brother, like we talked about before, could potentially clear up this entire situation. However, a judge in uh, excuse me, Maryland denied this request, just saying there's no dental records and the DNA evidence would probably be inconclusive. Which I don't think is true and may be just like part of the conspiracy theory. But now I'm just speculating like crazy. I obviously don't know how DNA testing works. Say, I don't know how DNA works. How do you, do I just you assume they to... have a data bank because yeah. I watch CSI. My <laughs> Not everyone has their fingerprint in that, though. You that know? is true. 
I mean, I do, you can go pretty far back with DNA. It's just obviously it's not going to be as accurate, accurate as it would be if you got like a freshly dead body or something to right. test. But I mean, if it's if you could still have spinal fluid or something like that, it's probably still going to be fairly right consistent with whatever result you get. I just I just don't know what you do with that. Like I have no idea how DNA works. Like with a dead body that old, you got this DNA. What do you do with it? How do you know? It's who just it the is? different strands of the DNA because if it's a relative, it'll match. Oh, it'll match I like see. a certain number of strands. Because mm-hmm. if you took someone now that was in the Booth family, it'd be a little different. But because same lineage, yeah. You, but you'd still have identifying markers that say okay. this guy was probably from the same bloodline or whatever. Okay. Yeah, and actually, let me back up. So when I mentioned that the judge blocked the request, I believe it was actually with Edwin Edwin Booth, where he's buried. Apparently, there's actually three infants buried, like, on top of his grave for whatever reason, and that there's, like, severe water damage, and that there's, like, no dental records would be left of Edwin. So that's where the judge blocked. Sure. Um, Not the... Not the spinal cord and the um, that makes sense though because i mean vertebrae. it's just john wilkes booth's brother and he's not as significant so it's not like they would have preserved his remains as well right. as they would have exactly so and they you said babies were buried on top uh, allegedly there's three infants that are buried on top huh. for whatever reason giving given shallower graves in that cemetery wow. safe space i guess That's i don't crazy. know crazy I guess maybe at the time. Yeah, that's what they probably did a lot, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Just buried people on top of where they already were. So Wow. So that's all I have. What are your guys' ending thoughts? Uh he liked the name John. He liked his names. He wow. Huh. I'd never heard of any of those like after the fact stories. Like I heard right? there was like debate on if his body was like his or not but i didn't hear about any of that after mm-hmm. i knew about boyd because i knew it was a red hair freckled guy but i'm just gonna go ahead and say that the india story is not not true i'm just gonna discount <laughs> that one completely because it sounds very far-fetched that anyone at that period of time would be able to travel to india and still be able to contact america that easily and have yeah i don't even know how we would have gotten there because we did not expand in the West yet. Yeah, and like who's traveling out? California un- was still ruled by Spain. Unless he's traveling to Europe, going all the way through Europe, and then traveling over to that section of that continent. But John Wilkes Booth is just on the Silk Road. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say that that one's not true. Mm-hmm. The the John St. Helens one where he goes to Texas and meets Finnis and stuff. I. I could see that one having some validity to it, especially if there's documents of in Tennessee of his marriage to Payne. But mm-hmm. then again, I'd have to see those documents and be like, okay, if this actually exists, then there's a good chance it's real. But unless unless I can physically like see some evidence of that, and like I don't even know if we actually have a copy of Booth's signature. Right. I mean, it might just like be in that the first one place, document. No signature. We don't even know what his signature yeah, is. is. So that, so that could be yeah. like he could have signed a marriage document with his real name, but we'd have nothing to compare, compare it, it to. to. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, if any if any of these are true, I think that's the most plausible. Yep. But. And then circus. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like circus. I take circus as my answer. Yeah, I also think 
just with all the research, I think that's the most plausible one. It's just still insane that they did find a will, going back to John B. Wilkes, that they did find a will, Grant wasn't signed, but they found a will with all this money going to different members of the Booth family. But still, it's just so inconclusive, and this is just like any good conspiracy theory, we'll never know. I yeah. mean, I just assume he died on that day. Right. Very but, much so. Just mm-hmm. assume that he the died biggest, on that day. The biggest pull for me that it isn't true that he died on that day is the fact that Stanton would have had such a uh, plausible reason to try and cover this up if it wasn't Booth, right. if he couldn't catch him. Because him failing at that big of a job when it was seemingly pretty obvious where he was going to be it looks pretty bad on him and it also looks bad on that government as a whole. Right. So I can easily see cause they've covered up things for less. So, Oh God. Yeah. It, it wouldn't be that surprising right. that it would be something that they would do, but without more hard evidence, it's really hard to say right. one way or another. Mm-hmm. So, and again, it's tough with like the old photographs to like say, Oh, that looks like just like John Wilkes booth. Like, I don't know. I feel like seeing a lot of those photographs, it's hard to tell who's who. And yeah, um, unless it's a like a, a portrait, like a setup, like right. photo shoot, mm-hmm. right? But honestly, like I think, just looking at old time pictures, they all look the same. Yeah, like it's oh another white man not smiling with right. a mustache, and then yep. somehow there's a ghost in the background, but <laughs> yeah. it's just because somebody moved in the background, and yep, you know, those... apparently Lincoln and his wife are just like super haunted. So, really? Yeah, they they had like a ton of ghost experiences. Some with Louisiana uh, Confederates just threw some voodoo on them. I guess apparently, like his ghost and his wife's ghost, like haunt the White House now. So, huh? I'd imagine Lincoln would actually be pretty chill as yeah, a ghost. Probably. It's like, dude, the top hat still just works. Hanging out. Mm-hmm. No, that, I wasn't marrying. Didn't he marry like his third cousin? Mary, Mary Todd. Mary Todd. Yeah, I would not doubt it. <laughs> I mean, third cousin—that's far enough away. I feel like sure, <laughs> for that time, for that, for that time, time in the U.S., I feel like that's a, like as yeah. far removed as it, yeah, anyone as else. Gets. Yeah, it's not a first cousin or anything. Like that, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you can still marry See, what second cousins in some areas of the U.S. So it's my mom's sister's daughter. So like, it's not first cousins or anything. Twice removed. Yeah. It's it's fine. You know. <laughs> Can I try? Can I hear that New York accent again? <laughs> hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> Wait, I'll I'll just read the line again, just for the love. All I remember is "old man trap." <laughs> so old I'm man. gonna start just calling people. <laughs> you old man trap. Man trap. That was like that sounds like a an old phrase for gold digger. Right. Or she take my money. When I'm in need. Yeah, but like, uh, it's more like derogative than that. I feel like it's I more do, like. Yeah. Not nympho or anything like that, but uh, I don't know. What's the, what's the opposite of a cougar? Like a a young woman that goes for old men. A kid. That's uh, just gold mm. digger, right? I probably. I don't, I don't know, know what else to call it. Huh? Yeah, she just wanted a sugar daddy. Way to pick the president. <laughs> Want me to read the line? Yes, yes. I really yes. do. <laughs> all right, get really like get into it. This like give it your all. I, I want to hear it. I tr- I believe in you. Don't know the man has a good society, eh? Well, I guess I know enough to turn you inside out, old gal. You sock dollarizing old man trap. <laughs> that was good. Right. I've I, never 
I became Quagmire a little bit. Like, you guys obviously <laughs> can't was, Evan's head was going like shoulder to shoulder the entire yeah. time. <laughs> wow. That, that was good, though. I like that. Thank you. I don't know where the first one came from. <laughs> no idea. Uh-oh. He's getting stronger. <sighs> that was, that was a fun topic, though. I haven't gotten my true form yet. <laughs> Next, you'll be coming back like a full New Yorker in a couple weeks. Oh, my gosh. Walking here. Paul Marsh, what did you think? I enjoyed it a lot. That was a fun topic. and It was a good one for you to be yeah, on for since great. you like conspiracy theories. Right. So I loved it. Yeah, I love doing the research for this one, too. It's a little different than what I typically like to do on this podcast. I was going to say, you're more rooted in facts, usually. I mean, I just love talking about cultures and, like, warrior races like samurai and Vikings. But this one was just, I literally, I mean, I talked about before, I literally watched that Gus Johnson video <laughs> with, like, if John Wilkes Booth sneezed. sneezed. I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's, it's so hilarious. funny. Um, and that's literally what my inspiration was. I saw, it, like, so shout out YouTube suggestions. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, like a lot of these conspiracies, like this time period, like, I mean, I guess any time period, like even with JFK, it's just so hard sometimes to get the real fact out there that like, there'll be like one discrepancy and then people just run with it. Like, I mean, even today, but like we have way more proof now and some people don't even believe stuff. So like back then we didn't have like the records of, you know like dead bodies or what they looked like or if he had a broken leg or like no DNA. Testing yeah, exactly. Really, so who's mm-hmm. to know? Yeah. That's like conspiracy relies on. Right. It's just, you need one little thing that you don't have enough information to conclusively say, mm-hmm. and then you can just pull something else out and right. say, well, maybe it's this. Right. But I think that, I think that's why conspiracy theory is fun because it really gives an insight into the people that believe in it. And it shows what they're willing to let themselves believe. believe right. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be like, Oh, that's just what they want you to believe that like such and such is a thing. And she's like, no, because that's what happened. Oh, that's what they want you to believe. Though. Exactly. You're not doing your research. The water's turning the frogs gay. <laughs> <laughs> Conspiracy is fun, but it's fun up to a point. Yeah. Where until it becomes dangerous yes, and stuff it, like it that. Can, it can easily become a scary thing. Right. So, when you have that horde mind mentality yeah. with some stuff, yeah. Yeah, so until it works against the greater good, then then it's fun, but right. it gets to a point, so. Mm-hmm. But very good. I like that a lot. Thank you. I honestly love just researching and talking a little bit about it. Again, if you want to do your own research, if you want to get the book, I'll plug the source again. It is the 10 Greatest Conspiracies of All Time by Brad Meltzer. Are there pictures in it? There are pictures of it. Oh, yes. In it. <laughs> of it. There's pictures of this <laughs> of book. Of it and in it. <laughs> There's just a picture of the book in the book. <laughs> this is just what in you're case. Reading. Yeah, just in case you forgot. Oh, right. Oh, right, what was your right. source? My book. You can see it on uh, the pictures of my book. <laughs> I do like, though, that you kind of stuck in your wheelhouse still because you already covered a Civil War topic and you kind of stuck to that area of history. So. Yeah, honestly, I think I might. Uh, Actually, I don't even want to give spoilers. Never mind. <laughs> because I'm trying to think of like what the most modern thing that you've covered was. Because Sphere of Destiny. I think it was the Sphere of Destiny. That was, that well, was no, World, it had World War II. This one, then wasn't it? 
Oh no! No, yeah. Spear of Destiny went well, to yeah. Um, unless you're counting like Spear Destiny's like legend, like, yeah, older mm-hmm. than that. You know, I don't know. I mean, Dogs goes up to present day, but that was more so like a history from. Oh, there's one waiting for me upstairs. I'm sure, Pete. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about a topic. I, I was, I was confused like, too. What? <laughs> yes, we're gonna talk about potty training <laughs> dogs next time. I have a topic, but no, I I don't know. Just kind of my interest lies in old time ancient history see and i'm living during now i don't need to know more about now if you would have asked me in high school if like what i would have wanted to cover it would have been like all ancient rome and stuff like that but now that i'm into more like true crime and paranormal and aliens and all that good stuff it's a lot more modern stuff nowadays so but i love hearing about the older stuff nonetheless so so if, if you we're the one that had paid the most for the raffle. So you get to do a group topic for us. So do you Ooh, have something in mind already? I do have something in mind. Okay. I'm, you can say it if you want. I, I, I will say it. Okay. Um, so this just, I, this is always like stuck in my head ever since I visited the, I don't know if it's technically the Colorado airport or the Denver airport, Denver, Den- airport. Denver airport. Were you there? I was, but it was a lot of it was covered up because okay. of COVID stuff. So right. I had it all. That place is weird. Like, it is. There's some weird murals on there. I think you guys should look into that as like a conspiracy episode. Okay. I feel like there's a lot of yeah. theories and stuff because it's in a weird location anyhow yeah. too. I don't know. There's like murals of genocide on the walls, which yep. is kind of weird. I don't know. <laughs> That's not what I'm expecting. That's right. I... We just do not talk about that enough. Yeah. Like, it's a very weird airport. Yeah. They kind of lean into it too. Yeah, they have like signs up this way to the alien exactly restaurant. They had a bunch of buffers and like setups that was like pushing you to go a certain way when you go there because they didn't want people wandering Mm -hmm. when during like the like lockdown stuff. Right. Hmm. So they had like a bunch of advertisements that had aliens and stuff on them. It's just like welcome to the Denver airport. It's out of this world or something like that. But then they have like built into the building. Its architecture are just gargoyles for some reason. Yeah. An airport like why i i don't know it's weird that is so fun like gargoyles just make no sense unless it's like a roman cathedral yeah gothic cathedral yeah yeah have you want to plug our socials real quick before we close out here so you can find (laughs) us on twitter at gems underscore history on instagram at gems underscore of underscore history underscore podcast (laughs) Underscore. <laughs> you can also find myself at Whatevskis. You can find Jacob at Jacob from Wisco. You can find Mark at Mark underscore sign B. And Marshall, would you like to plug your own social media if you wanted? Uh, sure. What the hell? Uh, that was <laughs> directed at me. I yeah. have no idea what my handle is. I can look it up. Uh, I think it's... I'm going to stall really quick. It is. Hold on. I got it. I got it. Marshall's got it. It is Marsh Madness with two Z's. Marsh Madness. Marsh Madness. Cool. So follow us. Um, we are pretty funny. We tweet a lot about the Bucks. Yes. Also, I tweet a lot about six. Kanye. So, so there's a good diversity <laughs> of topics that we do. We can still say Bucks and Six because we're in between games four and five. So and absolutely. So if they if they win in five, it's still Bucks and Six. If they lose in five, Bucks and Seven. If Yes, if they exactly. win in seven, it's box and six because it's for the culture. Yes, exactly. Dude, if it's game six and they don't bring Brandon Jennings back in the building, I'm going to be 
<laughs> so yes follow us there uh email us at gems of history podcast at gmail.com if you guys want to get in touch there instead of on a social media say if you don't use social media uh email us your your personal stories if you got something scary if you got something related to a topic that we've covered that you want to tell us about and you're okay with us reading it on the show we'd love to hear from you guys and get your guys input out into the airwaves so we appreciate everyone that has gotten in touch with us up to this point we love hearing from you guys so next week we'll see if mark is okay to record maybe he'll do a topic otherwise we might just go right to a group topic but we'll see what see what time brings so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. until then thank you again marshall for filling in hope you had a good time i did have a great time yes everyone snaps for marshall snaps for marshall put that put down what you're doing and snap for marshall <laughs> even if you're driving <laughs> Wait, even no. if you're holding a baby <laughs> just drop the baby The baby starts snapping. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, until next time, that's all we got for you guys for today. So, everyone have a great week, and we will talk to you soon. Love y'all. Bye.